when beats sink with your heart when rhythm touches your soul then music is for you you are for music Five minutes, thirty days, one life-changing question. Grab a copy of the Million Dollar Genius Question to activate your genius right now. Hey, this is Nilofar Savdar, author, summit host, coach, healer, and you've tuned in to the Genius Activator podcast. Every week, I bring in the geniuses who spend their whole life in the boundless realm of genius. We explore their genius stories and collect some cool tips on how you can spend more of your lives in your zone of genius where creativity flows freely. Today's guest is Isolda Trachtenberg. Hi, welcome, Isolda. I hope I'm pronouncing your name properly. <laughs> you know, my name is so uh, bizarre that I answer to just about everything. So it's Isolda, Isolda, like she is old, but is old. But uh, yeah, that's what I tell people. I say she is old, then remove the she and then add an ah uh at the end. And <laughs> I've gotten mail for Isimbra. So Isolda is just fine. I answer to just about everything. Nilofar, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know, you know, I, I should have asked you this question before, <laughs> but you know how it is, you just kind of do what you do, and I have a similar name, so I can totally, totally get that, so hi Isolda, welcome. <laughs> Thanks so much, Nilafer. I appreciate you having me. <laughs> yeah, and so now to introduce Isolda, she, uh, it's uh, her her whole thing is all about innovation. It's about creative thinking and mindful ethical actions. And this refreshing approach has made her a sought after speaker, educator, and coach for creatives and business leaders. For years, Isolda traveled the world as a NASA master trainer, transforming people's perspectives on planet Earth. And nowadays you'll find her speaking at conferences, looking for the next great ocean beach. I love that. Or singing for hundreds of people, all while interviewing peak performers on, on creative leadership, ethical innovation and mindfulness on her hit podcast, The Innovative Mindset. So welcome Isolda. And I love that part about the beach. You know, I was on the beach <laughs> on the weekend and it was amazing. It was just amazing. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> beaches. Yay. Shout out to beaches. Yeah. I there it's a little too cold to go to the beach here in New York City still, but I can't wait to get out to the ocean again. Oh, it's getting to be quite warm here. I live in Abu Dhabi and mm. on the weekend I was in this beautiful resort in the desert. Oh, wow. And, and, you know, it was like spread through the desert and there were gazelles and oryx. And wow. we were just walking all around. It was beautiful. And there was this sound of birds, like millions of birds in the trees. I mean, I mean, you could almost call it like a cacophony of birds. It was mm. so amazing. And then wow. we got to go to the beach after that. So I've had the most amazing <laughs> weekend. <laughs> That's lovely. What a terrific, relaxing, rejuvenating way to spend your time. 
the music of birds and the, the, the vision of gazelles leaping, terrific. Yeah, and you know, the, the funny thing is, and it's not so funny, like just a month ago, I was thinking, you know what? I want to go off on a retreat. I want to spend time in nature. I want to be in my own energy, in the energy of nature and just, you know, rejuvenate myself. And then uh, I come from India and my husband says, we're going for the weekend here. So there it was. <laughs> wow, you manifested it. That's great. Absolutely, absolutely. So today we are talking all about genius. So what I want to know is, you know, what, what kind of sparked your thing? What does the word genius bring to your awareness? To me, genius is your own personal brilliance, right? I think everybody has a sense of their own brilliance, their own ability, but we as children know it. And as adults, we sort of lose it over time. And yet for me, my genius singing, music, communication comes from remembering, not remembering consciously, but remembering and paying honor to, well, let me ask you this way. What is the very first thing you do when you're born? What is the very first thing you do? I think you move your body and you scream. <laughs> right. But but even before that, you breathe, right? You take in a your first breath as, as someone who's in this world. And then, yeah, you scream, you sound with your voice. And that to me is your announcement to the world. I am here, right? So for me, the genius comes from that. It comes from your self-expression. Now for me, it happens to take that form of singing, of music, of, of bringing out and communicating with song, but also any other kind of form of creativity to me is a way of finding your personal genius. And, and where I go with it is when you're a little child, you tend to gravitate inherently, innately, instinctively to your genius, right? Some kids make up stories. Some kids build forts out of the couch cushions. Some kids bang pots with wooden spoons, some kids make up songs, but we all do these very creative things. And the things that you did that you like to do when you were a child are often the seeds of your own creative genius as an adult. But as I said, often we forget them. We don't use them and we kind of lose our touch with them. So part of what I do with my life is I help other people find their own spark of, of creative genius, their, their, their little bits and pieces that they used to do that they can apply to their adult lives. But for me, I was a singer. My mom says I sang with her for, before I could even speak. I would la 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 when she sang because she's a singer too. And I grew up in a singing culture. So being musical, singing, playing instruments, because I play several instruments, expressing myself that way was something that I did always. And yet a lot of people don't have that. They don't have that access, if you will. I mean, we most of us have access to our singing voices, but you don't necessarily have people encouraging you to express yourself that way. And I think that, that we as adults really need that self-expression, that creative upwelling of your own creative genius that when you have it, when you when you get in touch with it again, it can make magic in your life because it's who you really are and who you were meant to be all along. 
So uh, Isolde, you said, you know, we, we all are born with it and we uh, inherently, we gravitate towards it. And that's so true. You know, even, even those little kids who daydream, you know, literally that is their creative genius, you know, mm -hmm. those daydreams and things like that. But, you know, we also lose that, right? So my question is that, that, you know, did you lose your spark of genius? And what was the point at which you kind of, uh, you know, rediscovered it? I think it's always a process. I think the, the thing about creative expression is that it's a muscle right if you don't use it you will lose it you'll you'll get less sharp and i'll give you an example my my creative genius my way of relating to the world is through song through singing when i was a child my father wanted to hear piano violin duets so my older sister played piano and i was made to play the violin which i didn't really want to do but i was made to play classical violin and i had to practice two hours every day because i was supposed to get good enough to play these duets it wasn't my zone of creative genius, but I didn't have a lot of choice. So I played the violin from the time I was five to the time I was 14. And then after ninth grade, I quit. I went, that's it, I'm done. I'm not gonna play violin anymore. And instead I started thinking about music in a different way. I had already been singing in choirs, but I really jumped in wholeheartedly into singing and really discovered musical theater and performing in that way. And it was just amazing to have that aspect of myself really get to blossom. But the violin stayed with me for years and I didn't play it for almost 10 years, I just stopped. And then because of some things that happened, I joined a dance group and they needed musicians. And I went, well, I, I can play the violin sort of and they went oh yes bring it bring it it'll be great and i brought it and i was terrible <laughs> i was awful because i hadn't touched it for so long right and what's interesting because as i said i think it's a muscle i have never been able to play classical violin since because i lost the facility in my fingers i just couldn't do it but here's something that's interesting because this was a medieval dance troupe i started playing traditional music and irish music and english music and fiddle tunes instead of classical music and i fell in love and i went oh this is for me right the classical music which don't get me wrong i love classical music i just didn't want to play classical violin but when i went back to it and went oh, there was a sense of recognition that when I do my creative genius because it is mine, because it is what is meant to be for me, then I love it. Then I can flourish with it. And and I've released albums with my fiddle music since then, right? So, so there is a lot to be said for finding out which is your exact creative genius because if you give it up, it might not be because you're not good at it. It might be because it's not exactly right for you. And so you might be a little lost for a while. And then once you find the flavor of it, that is the right one, the one that's sort of in the pocket, that's when things open up. And that's when you realize what you've meant, been meaning to do and have been meant to do all along. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and also, you know, that's when you're not fighting things anymore. You're like just mm -hmm. flowing mm -hmm. with it and there's no resistance and you just, you know, it's kind of like a, a the butter knife passing through the butter. <laughs> so for sure. 
So, so Isolde, for, um, you know, you said you work with creatives and uh, entrepreneurs and, you know, you help them discover their spark of creative genius. So uh, could you share with us a few things that, you know, uh, our listeners could do to discover their spark of genius and to sure. their genius? Sure, absolutely. So there are a number of things. When I work with companies and organizations, it's a little bit different than when I work with individual people. When I'm working with a company or an organization, I, I find out from them what it is they need, right? And the same thing for individuals too, but generally for a company, you know, their bottom line is profit and also hopefully sustainability and compassion, right? Those are very important. And so we do we do exercises not just individually, but also as teams for companies and organizations. And with individuals, it's a little different. I'll come in and if I'm coaching someone, we will spend some time talking about it and asking some questions about what it is you like to do, what it is that draws you. Do you like to go to museums? Do you like to go to concerts? Do you like to read books? Do you remember telling stories? What, what were the things that you, as I said earlier, that, that excited you and inspired you when you were a child? And then it becomes really simple. The very first thing I tell people to do is get mindful, right? Become aware of those things. And often we're too busy. Everybody's so busy, we're running around all the time. And that means we don't spend a lot of time inside ourselves. So when I ask you to ask yourself those questions, I ask you to also get very mindful. Start thinking about, again, the very first thing you do when you're born, your breath. So I ask everybody I work with, spend just a couple of minutes, you can say meditation, but it doesn't have to be as formal as meditation. But when you first wake up, just spend a couple of minutes breathing. And uh, there's a wonderful, easy exercise that I do with everybody that I work with. And it's really simple. I actually, if you want to share this in your show notes, I have a little video uh, on YouTube that goes through in less than a minute, you can get into that mindful receptive state. And it's simple. All you do is you inhale for a count of four, you hold your breath for a count of four, you exhale for a count of four, and then you hold your breath for a count of four. And you repeat that three times. And that's it. You do that in and in under a minute, you, you will have changed everything. You will awake, awaken the parasympathetic nervous system, but you will also have gotten to yourself because breathing like that is a very mindful and internal thing. And that's one of the very first things somebody can do when they're trying to access that brilliance because when you get back to yourself and inside yourself, then you become ready to listen to what your subconscious mind and to what your heart is trying to tell you. And then the other thing I always tell everybody to do is get up in the morning and write in some kind of a journal. And it doesn't have to be beautiful prose. You don't have to be writing the next great novel. Instead, like literally, sometimes I write myself this, ah, blah, 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 freaking blah, blah, blah. I don't wanna do this today. That might be the first sentence in my journal today. Why? <laughs> Because because sometimes you just don't want to, but it's what it is, is if you write first thing in the morning, it's a kind of a brain dump. You let your brain get all the junky thoughts off, off out of you and onto the page so that you then are more free to inspiration. So that's one of the other things. And the last thing that I really suggest everybody does is affirmations. I am creative. I know my genius. And just saying that or writing that down five times in that journal every day will help you 
believe and behave as if it already is, because it already is. We just might not know it consciously yet. So those are a couple of things I would say, start doing them right away. <laughs> I love those. You know, I have a, I have a story about affirmations. So I had these four or five affirmations. I wrote them, I printed it out, laminated it, stuck it on my kitchen window and promptly forgot all about it. And it was there on my kitchen window for a year or so. And then I had a visitor and she looked at it and she went, oh, those are nice affirmations. And then I really looked at those affirmations after a really long time. And I realized that everything I had written there, it had occurred. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. You know, so that's the power of affirmations. It's like you don't even have to do it consciously, right? Right, for sure. Stick it somewhere and forget about it like I did. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, affirmations are great. Affirmations are because because you are setting an intention and you're putting it out into the universe, right? You're sort of saying, I am a musician or I am an artist or I am a writer. And you also train your brain to start thinking of yourself that way because so many of us suffer from what they call imposter syndrome, where you might even acting like you might even be acting like that person, but you might not really believe it inside yourself. And one of the key things as far as creativity and art is fake it till you make it kind of works, but really believing it inside yourself is super important because if you believe it and then you act on it and then you practice it, other people will believe it too. Because to me, art and, and creativity is meant to be a shared experience. Now it doesn't have to be. I know some of the best musicians I've ever heard only play in their bedroom. They only sit and they play the guitar in their room and nobody ever hears them. But you're adding to the beauty and to the vibration of the entire world when you make art and when you are creative. So to me, as often as possible, I like to encourage people to share what they've created. Wow, that's amazing. And, and you know what affirmations are doing is they're changing your beliefs, right? They, For sure. Like, you know, they are rewiring your, uh, you know, your software so that, you know, whatever <laughs> you believe is getting deleted and new stuff is getting added there. And it's so painless, you know, because it's just there and you're, you're looking at it, not even looking at it and it's just happening. So, yeah. um, so, you know, is there anything that you can add that will allow people to discover the genius that they already have because everyone has genius and of course you know you shared the three amazing tools but is there any other thing that you can add to that there are lots of things to add to that so much of this is building an awareness of of who you are and what works for you right writing might not work for someone even though i say please do if you have a phone and you can record thoughts into it, you can do it that way. You can draw. I, I'm a big fan of doodling. In fact, right now, I'm doing a project where uh, this past September, I start, I'm not an artist in, in like painting. I don't do that very well. But uh, I decided I wanted to try. And so every single day since September, I have been making an art, what I call an art piece. It's digital art. I'm doing it on an app. And I I'm making I saw this on your Facebook wall and I was like, how, how do you do digital art? Like I know like art as in painting, but digital art, how do you do it? It's, it's oh, there are some, there are wonderful apps. There are wonderful apps. One is called Sketchbook, which is the one I use most of the time. There's one called Procreate, which I, which I don't use because I find it too complicated. I do this first thing in the morning, right? I open my eyes, I meditate, and then I do art and then I journal. 
Uh, and the reason I do that is because I want to, again, I want to wake up my brain. I want to wake up my creative brain. So there's an app called Sketchbook. It's free. It's easy, very easy to use. And you can just play. It does not have to be the Mona Lisa. It does not have to be the most amazing art. The point of this is not to make amazing art. The point of it is to make marvelous mistakes, right? You, If you make mistakes, you never know. The things that you think are horrible might really speak to someone else. So judge, judgment-free zone, right? No judging what you're creating. But first thing in the morning, make some art. You can doodle. You can sing. You can write a poem, whatever it is, it wakes up that part of your brain. Like you were saying earlier, you know, when we are in that state of changing ourselves, believe starting to believe in our own genius and our own creative genius, especially that's the time to be creating because that's the time to really access that spark. If you judge yourself when you're doing it, then you, then you, then you're done before you've begun. Right? So what we want to do is remove judgment. Don't judge for yourself anything. And in fact, with this, you saw that I posted, post my art on, on Facebook. Here's what's interesting. I've been doing this. And again, I'm not an artist. And one of the things that I, in that way, anyway, one of the things that I decided to do with this project is to hold myself accountable and to post it up on my Facebook wall every single day. And, uh, What's really interesting is I never asked for feedback. I never said, oh, please critique my art. I just wanted to hold myself accountable and putting it on Facebook is a way to do that. And an artist off one of the Facebook groups I belong in, who's a professional artist, messaged me and he said, I cannot stop. I cannot wait any longer. I have to tell you all of the things you're doing wrong with your art. And I went, okay, thanks very much. And I said to him, I said, thank you so much for wanting to help me improve because that's what I'm going to take away from what you just said. And I never asked for feedback. So I don't need your critique. This isn't why I'm doing this. It's not to get critique. It is instead to go through the process of creating, right? The process of creating changes you fundamentally in your cells. It changes you. And so I had to kind of go, Hey, everybody on Facebook, I said, you know, if you feel the need to critique my work, please don't. It's not what this is for. I'm not particularly interested in improving based on what other people say. I'm more interested in seeing how I create, seeing what my process is, seeing if what I imagine in my mind is actually going to be able to come out digitally into an art piece. And what's, what's interesting is, unbeknownst to me, a bunch of people have asked to buy some of my pieces, which is just hilarious. I'm like, yay, please do. But again, that wasn't the that wasn't the point of this. The point of this was to to do this for a year because I wanted to be in beginner's mind. And it's so important when you're starting on a creative journey of any sort, it's so important to be in beginner's mind. Allow, as I put it to my uh, writers group buddies, you have to allow yourself to suck. You have to allow yourself to be terrible and you have to be okay with being terrible because nobody starts out a genius in, in a particular creative pursuit, unless you happen to be a savant like Mozart, you don't start out a genius and you cannot judge and compare your beginner's art to someone's professional art. You can't do that. They're in two different worlds. So you need to really approach every kind of creative pursuit that you do with the mind of a beginner, even if you think, oh, I should be good at this, try and remove that should from your life, right? For example, I'm a musician, so I kind of have the expectation that if I 
pick up a musical instrument of one sort or another that I kind of should be pretty good at it. Why? I don't play the trumpet. Why would I expect myself to be good at the trumpet? But there's something in my mind that goes, oh, but you're a musician, so you kind of have a leg up, so you kind of should know. Not at all. If I approach it as a beginner, I'm more open to that inspiration and I'm more open to learning and really sensing what needs to happen. So when you're doing any kind of creative endeavor, especially if it's something new to you, approach it with beginner's mind and approach it as someone who's exploring the art, exploring that creativity. And that will give you a much more enriched experience. Just like my art every single day allows me to open that part of my brain, even though I don't have any real skill in it. And I'm okay with not having skill in it because again, the point of this is to wake up that part of my brain and see what the change is between when I started last September and when I'm gonna finish the project in, in this coming September. It's got, I'm already different and I can tell I'm different. I'm really excited to see who I'll be on September 21st when I finish the project. So uh, what I love is those words, marvelous mistakes. I mean, I just love it. I'm gonna take on those words. And uh, what, 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 what have you noticed has changed for you as you've been playing with the art as in uh, the art? <laughs> Well, the, the art part of this, again, was, was to see if what I imagined could be what I did, right? Because a lot of people will say, oh, what I imagine is so much better than what I'm able to scratch out if I'm doing art in that way. And it's a lot closer. What I imagine is a lot closer now than when I started. But also, I'm more readily able to solve problems creatively. I'm more readily able to go, huh, let me look at this from a different perspective, right? Because I wasn't as able to do that. I've always tried to be someone who's able to have an open mind. But focusing on this art, focusing on this creative part of my brain and my spirit allows me to be more available to inspiration. That's one of the biggest changes. I'm, I've always tried to be available to inspiration, but I'm even more available to it. And now it's a different neural pathway because I was always available to inspiration through sound because of music and writing. But now I'm more available to inspiration through the visuals because I've done, I'm doing this art. And being available to that gives me all sorts of strength and all sorts of skills in my interpersonal relationships, like with my husband and with my friends, but also in the work I'm doing. I'm able to work with people differently and better now and help them more because I'm, I have that tool in my toolbox every day, just a little bit more. And solving problems creatively, you know, as you said in my intro, I believe in ethical innovation. I believe in trying to solve problems creatively while you're trying to do the right thing. We have so many problems in the world right now. We need creative and innovative solutions. Well, if we're not sparking that creative part of our brain, it's gonna be really hard to come up with those innovative solutions. And I want us to be innovators. I, want, I think we all can be, we just need to unlock those doors. Creativity is the pathway to that. And that's one of the things that I'm trying to do with this project is to really unlock and throw open the door to my own creative problem solving abilities so that when I work with people, when I do the work of my own life, when I work with companies, I'm able to help them do the same thing so that we can solve some of these incredible problems facing us all right now. 
uh, I have one uh, last question for you. So you said you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is you do your art and then you do your journaling. So have you noticed any correlation between the two? As in, uh, you know, after you've done the art, have you noticed that when you do the journaling, you don't have so much of the blah, blah anymore when you do? <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great question. Uh, so the very, very first thing I do is I open my eyes and then I meditate for 15 minutes. That's the very first thing I do. The next thing I do is I turn on my phone and I... <laughs> And I make my art for the day. Usually it flows. Usually whatever it is that came up through my meditation is what inspires my art. Sometimes it's what I was dreaming about that kind of flows through the meditation and then inspires the art for the day. As far as the journal, yeah, again, I'm more accessible to inspiration. So, for example, recently I, I have been doing a Ukraine series. I've been making my art about... Just the last couple of days, no, but previously I did like seven or eight days worth of just thoughts about Ukraine. Uh, I'm, I'm from Moldova. I was born in, in Moldova, which is the country right south of Ukraine. So I'm very particularly sort of thinking about and, and sending good thoughts to the people of Ukraine right now. And so I decided to do that because I was dreaming about my own experience as a child in the former Soviet Union and spending time thinking about it sort of involved my art in that way. And then I would journal about things I could do to help, right? I Can I send money to people who are saving the animals in the Ukraine, in Ukraine, sorry, I shouldn't say the Ukraine, in Ukraine, can I can I do art? Can I, what is it that I can do? And the journaling has helped me sort of find those answers. But the other part of it is, one of the things I have, I also have a TikTok channel and a lot of the things that I'm thinking about right now are how to get creative and so the art again the dreams inform the meditation the meditation informs the art and then the art informs the journal and so one of the things that i've been doing with my journaling the last few days is i've been writing tiktok scripts which i did not expect to do but i'm <laughs> writing out tiktok scripts in my journal and i do my journaling is three days and so i'll have like 12 scripts that i write out in one day and now I have the next few days of TikTok scripts, which I did not expect to be doing. That's something. And then the other thing that it's that it's doing for me and that it's done for me is that I, I ask myself a question whenever I'm stuck. Whenever I am stuck, I ask myself this question. If I were someone who knew what to do right now, what would I do? And my journaling does that for me. The art does that for me because... Once I do the art, if I'm stuck on a problem and I ask myself that question in the journal, I will literally write out, if I were someone who knew what to do right now, what would I do? Because I've already woken up my inspired brain immediately once I ask that question, an answer pops up and I write it down. And I don't judge the answer. Again, I believe in making marvelous mistakes. So I jot it down. And that is the most important thing because it allows my subconscious, my inner creative genius to be what drives some of these answers. And I'll tell you what, they're innovative, they're exciting, and they often move me forward, help me progress, while at the same time staying true to the process of who I am and what my work is in this world in a way that I don't know if I'd be able to do if I weren't doing this project. And in fact, I'm not sure I'm going to stop. Once the year is done, I might still I keep doing these, this yeah. art every day. Exactly. I was like, 
you know, you've been on this momentum and, you know, for a year and why would you stop? <laughs> so, yeah. And, yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be long. You've what was that? You've oh, lovely. Because I did <laughs> when I was young and, you know, it, a couple of months ago, I was looking at the paint box and I was like, hmm, I should be doing it. And, hmm, and, and maybe, maybe, you know, just today I might pick up my paint box. That's wonderful. That's my that's my dream right there is to inspire people to be creative. That's fabulous. And I'm going to make those marvelous mistakes. (laughs) That's terrific. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about the about this creative project that I'm doing is that it doesn't have to be four hours. Right. I spend no more than 10 minutes on each painting. That's the whole point. It's not meant to be painstaking. It's meant to be creative expression. And sometimes creative expression is messy and that's okay, right? That's the whole point of it is that it can be messy. It can be wild. Flaubert has a wonderful quote. He says, be, uh, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit because I don't think it's bourgeois, but he's, he says something along the lines of be clean and orderly in your life so that you can be wild and original in your work. And to me, that is, I, I paraphrase, it's, those are more my words than his, but that notion of, you know, setting aside the time cleanly for yourself, but while you're being creative, go wild, enjoy your, enjoy the process, really let yourself get, get crazy with your creativity. Why not? It is, it is no one, this is something, Neilfer, that I think is important. No one will tell your story like you will. No one has your experience. No one has your mind. No one has your spirit. So if you are not the one who tells your story, it won't be told. So tell it. Tell, tell your truth. Make your art. Be creative. Because you're the boss of your own life, you know? And that way, no one can be creative like you can. So you owe it to us as well as to yourself to get out there and make marvelous mistakes. Oh my God, I love that. Marvelous mistakes. Thank you so much, uh, Isolda. And uh, how can how can people find you, connect with you um, after, after listening to our wonderful show? Well, there are a couple different ways. Uh, I am at Isolda, T-I-Z-O-L-D-A-T, just about everywhere. Uh, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram. You can find me at Isolda T., and my website, coincidentally, is isoldatea.com, right? Uh, so you and can find course, me there, too. And, of course, you have to check out her wonderful books. Uh, there are four. Life Elements, Transform Your Life with Earth, Air, Fire, and Water. Win the Day, Interactive Daily Guidance on Focus, Success, and Living Your Best Life. Speak from Within and get your, stuff, uh, get, get your stuff done. I love it. I love it. These are amazing Thank you so much, Isolda, for being on the show. I had so much fun, and you've inspired me to paint. Ah, uh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Nilla. For this is great. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. And until next time, live your whole life in the boundless realm of your genius. I'm Nilo Safdar your genius activator coach and i'll see you next week you can find me on instagram at nilofar safdar facebook at nilofar safdar linkedin at nilofar safdar and don't forget 
to grab a copy of the million dollar genius question 5 minutes 30 days one life changing question that's all it takes to activate the genius within you